<laughs> can I say it now? Yeah, you can start now. Oh, but you're not gonna speak over me. No, go do your thing. Okay. Don't don't say don't say nothing. Back away from that. Back away from that goddamn mic. Welcome to another. <laughs> see, we see if we if if we had video, you guys could see Jesse just making a mess of things, man. He's make he's been doing this to me since like old school, etc. Three day podcast, messing up my intro, act like I'm not the host here. Co-host. You know, co-host, co-host, co-host. It's a partnership. Welcome back to another episode of the Ben Lofton Podcast. I am your host, Chris Gears, and alongside with me, I got Jesse. What's up, y'all? What's up? And today we got, got a, we got a guest. Oh, what we up, got what a guest. Up? First of all, I just want to say, first of all, I just want to say, hello, Sebastian. Hey, I guess Sebastian Key. Long-time oh. friend. Long-time friend. Funniest guy. Long, long-time friend. Funny guy, yo. Oh, one of the one of the few people that can actually make me laugh. <laughs> that says a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people can make me genuinely laugh, but Sebastian is definitely one of them. So we we got him on here, actually very late. We plan on getting him on here a few times, but things has never really worked out. But uh, he is our expert today on the Wild West that is Wall Street bets. So Sebastian. Hey, well, before we get into that, man, talk to us. Who, who, who is you? My name is Sebastian. Just call me Stock Market Seb for now. Stock Market uh, Seb. <laughs> I, I've been a, I've been a part of uh, Wall Street Bets for I think about a year and a half now. But I'll tell you guys everything you guys need to know about the situation with GME, Wall Street Bets, AMC. But I want to let let's uh, talk to you guys and say, hey, what's some what's the questions you guys have? What do you guys want to know? Well, first things first, like because easily the most requested topic after we released that last podcast episode was we we need someone to talk about what wall street bets is and what the heck gme is but first 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 of all just explain what wall street bets is first okay all right so wall street bets is uh is a is a is a reddit channel it's a reddit page right and it's mostly full of people who are degenerate gamblers and they're also people who are like it, they say it's like people who went to 4chan and found a Bloomberg terminal, which is like just people posting memes about stocks. And these guys are YOLOing like 10K, 100K, and just doing crazy stuff. Like this, they think the Wall Street is like a casino. So it is a pretty crazy place. Lots of memes, lots of jokes, a lot of recurring jokes. But it, there you'll find some gems. You'll find people who actually do like good research and due diligence. But you'll just find jokes left and right, and you just see a lot of people posting, "Hey, watch my money go from 3k to zero, or watch my money go from 10k to 100k," and that's what most people go come in for. Damn. I mean, like from what I've heard about it and seen, because the first came wind, or I first caught wind of it, I should say, it was in the summertime. I'm not sure if it was from you or a friend of ours, Adrian. I want to say it was probably you though. And you were talking about how a guy posted about he lost north of a million dollars in one one go and i'm like this is just too much man like this is just sounds wild but it's basically just stocks reddit total meme posting it's just crazy it is crazy it's it it is uh, a lot of people joining together so this is the crazy part right people the market or the sec thinks reddit is now uh like a hedge fund or like a market manipulator because these guys are colluding together right yeah. Right. They're all colluding to put put the stock value up to pump it up, right? 
And everyone on Reddit goes, no, we're not colluding. We just, we like the stock. That's what they like to say now is we like the stock. We like the stock, right? And if they, yeah. And if they get influenced by people's research, then it's an open channel. It's open forum. So it's technically not a pump and dump where it's like not a, like a manipulator in a sense. So it's a crazy place. I got some jokes for you guys. I got some ideas. All right. I'm going to tell you some things and you guys got to try to find out what they mean in Wall Street bets. I'll give you some of the lingo. Oh, the lingo. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. The first one is what is a YOLO? A YOLO? Uh, a, a, a YOLO has spell that. Spell that. YOLO. Like, like in the Drake This song. is Y-O-L-O. Yeah. That's um, you, you, you won last one. What? That's, that's what that means. You won last one. That that there's no way in hell that means that give me an example it's probably like one of those where like you pick a stock throw in 10 grand say yolo posting on reddit ding 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 that's the yolo that's the yolo you only live once so these guys put in absorbent amounts so it's it's north of 10k that's when a yolo is considered oh really yeah north of 10k i'll tell you another one guys what is attendee attendee Uh, attendee is uh is um is 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 a way of um you 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 know when you attend something yeah it it means it, it's opposite you're not attending something you're 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 at uh, attendee um you're 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 just you're just kind of there but not really there so you're just attendee there that's what for me that's what that I, I think that's what it means i think that's what it should mean um I don't know. I don't know what you, what you guys think. Jesse, hey, what do you? Hey, think? hey, Chris, how, how the kids doing, man? That was a that was a big dad energy joke right there. <laughs> how the kids? <laughs> tell tell little Reggie I say hi. Good. I had the kids. I got the kids this weekend. I got the kids this weekend. This is my yeah. kids kids outfit this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> man, I ain't got no idea what that means, bro. Tendies? They mean chicken tenders. So when you make a profit, you get some tendies because you Damn, can afford. I was some gonna chicken say tenders. chicken tenders, but I wanted to go for another joke, bro. <laughs> hey man, I could I could honestly mess up some chicken tenders right now. It's crazy, know. you know. Uh, Popeyes in America, if you hold GMC or AMC stocks, they would give you free chicken tenders. Nah, they were get running a campaign. Here. Yeah, if get you out of here. If you went to uh, Popeyes and you typed in the promo code GME or AMC, the ticker codes for the uh, stock exchange for GameStop yeah. and AMC, you get free chicken tenders with an order. That is how wild. are they getting sponsored? Hey, can we get a sponsorship? Can we get a promo code? I mean, hey, if, <laughs> can we get if, ours if as ten D YOLO? Just, if Popeyes <laughs> just throwing throwing stuff out at people, we gotta try, man. Hey, man, like, let's get let's get us a promo code. Let's I didn't know YOLO it got that big. out here. It was pretty big, man. All right, here's a hard one. Here's here's a there's ones that work together. A uh, hard There's one. Diamond it, hands. Uh, okay. Diamond hands and paper hands. Diamond hands. I'm assuming describe if, a person. If you're on a hot streak, you got diamond hands. If you're if you're losing money on the regs, you got paper hands. Um, I'm thinking diamond diamond hands are are, are people that uh that are kind of that are kind of there. They're just they're they they got some money. They 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 wanna they wanna put in, but not really. So diamond hands means you hold on to a stock, even if it's going up, like you just keep holding it, right? Just knowing mm-hmm. that it'll go better and better. So a lot of situations happen when people had Tesla at like, what, like a hundred when it was at 80, they were like, nah, diamond hands. Right. And they, it was like, people sold, they were like, just sell it. You know, you ever made 10 times your budget or a hundred times thing. He goes, nah, it went up to 200. He goes, nah, diamond hands, 300, 400. And it just keeps going. And these guys don't sell diamond hands means you don't sell at all. Ah, 
So that makes right. a lot of sense. I'm, I'm guessing with the whole GME thing, the whole the line was uh, yeah. a lot of diamond hands action. Uh, yeah, you'll see the emoji with the diamond and the two hands. That's the 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 logo for it. Oh, I, see right. it. I, I see it. I see All it. All right. So now paper hands. What do you think paper hands is? Opposite, you know you're, you're selling out immediately. No. Yeah, you, you're the paper hands are the guys who buy high and sell super low. Those are, <laughs> they have no sense of holding. They just join the hype and they go, as soon as they lose money, they're like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Um, so it's a, it's a very derogatory term in uh, Wall Street bets right now. Honestly, what's what's because what's funny is I feel like most of the people who bought into the hype after this whole like debauchery started would be considered paper hands. Cause like I'll like I like the one thing I always learned from like people talking about stocks is if you heard about it, it's probably already too late. Yeah. Well, once people heard about it, they wanted to jump on the trains. So they're buying super high, and yep. as soon as people you know kind of give in, the stock starts dipping. They're selling yep. at way less than what they bought it for because they're in too late. Yeah, that's exactly it. And there's another term I want to tell you guys. What is a bag holder? A bag holder. Yeah, a bag holder. Zero idea. Anything, Chris? Uh, that um, someone who's um, who's holding on to the money. Nah, you hold it on to the bag. The money's all gone, brother. That's the guys who got it super late, and they thought the profits were gonna be there, and they're just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm holding the bag full of money," and then they realize that yo, all the money's mm-hmm. gone. It's just money's bag gone. left. Nothing mm-hmm. left to be made. Mm-hmm. That's a bag holder right there. So don't ever be a bag holder. If it's going up in profits, you got to take out right, take out some of it, right? Because mm-hmm. somebody will take it all away, and then you'll just be left with the bag. Damn, there's a whole language around this thing. I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, yo, now you guys are certified to go to WSB. There's some running jokes around there. Uh, just here's the number one thing. Just post diamonds, uh, hands, some rocket ship emojis, a moon emojis, okay? And then you look, then you, then you look like you know what you're talking about. Hey, yeah. <laughs> to the moon, baby, to the moon. To the moon. That means like the stock's going to go super stock's high. Stock's going to go, yeah. A lot of my buddies are all making jokes about stuff, especially like stuff like Dogecoin. Dogecoin oh, yeah, to the do, you, do people talk crypto on... Uh, on Wall Street bets too, or is it just purely stocks? They could talk about anything, right? It's anything that can make them a dollar, right? So they don't do sports gambling, but it's all everything in the market, anything that's like economics based, right? Yeah. These guys will talk about it. They okay, say, hey, fair. yo, water is the new future. We gotta, we gotta start buying these waters bottles and and hoarding it and stuff like that. <laughs> start hoarding water. <laughs> so you guys want to hear the the GameStop situation? I'll explain yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's my next question. Please exp- explain what the hell was going on with GameStop. So you guys are certified in the WSB lingo. So I'm gonna tell you what it began with. So GameStop, you guys all know GameStop, EV games yeah. in Canada, right? Uh, they were going bankrupt, right? Because they're a brick and mortar store. They had like 200 minus 200 profits in uh, net revenue, and they were going collapsing, right? And a lot of people on the, um, what do you call it? A lot of people on Wall Street, the hedge funds, said, yo, these guys are going bankrupt, right? They're going to be the next blockbuster, right? Yeah. Their stocks were going around. They were selling at $4, right? They went up to 20 and they went a little higher because a person named Ryan Cohen, who is a founder of Chewy, and he was a very intelligent guy, came in and tried to pivot the company to a more of an e-commerce website, right? Mm-hmm. Him, he brought, you know, the guy Reggie from Nintendo? Nah, no idea. Reg- Reggie Fizome, he's the president of Nintendo of America. He he's uh he retired there, and now he's part of the board of directors. He got deals with Microsoft. He got tons of things going on to make the company better. Okay. Right. And a lot of people were like, "Yo, this guy can actually make a change. This is not going to go out like Blockbuster, right? Because Blockbuster didn't change up the the uh, business model." 
So next thing you know, a lot of these hedge funds said, nah, these still guys are going bankrupt. So I'm going to short the stock. Uh-huh. Right. When you, when you short something, you're borrowing the stock from somebody who owns it and selling to somebody and then pocketing the difference when it goes down lower. Right. Cause then you return the stock to somebody else. So in layman's turn, it's just betting that the stock will go down and you only yeah. make a profit if it goes down. Okay. Right. So a lot of guys shorted the stock and said, Hey, these guys are going bankrupt. They're going to be $20 stock. Right. And there was a couple guys on Reddit. If you ever watch the big short, there's the guy, the Christian Bale character, Michael Burry. Yeah. Right. He did a research. He said, yo, GameStop's not going bankrupt in the next probably five years because if new consoles all have CDs, they're not going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's just for a fact. If, if it were, they were going to go bankrupt, then all the PS5s and Xbox Ones would have no CD trays. Right. All That's digital. Fair. Yeah. Digital. Well, I mean, they're trying to they're trying to like weave wean that out. Right. Just slowly, they're, slowly. Yeah, because slowly. because like especially with um with the new consoles that are right now, I can tell like the PS the PS5s. They they have the digital copy and then they have the um they have the disc copy, but they they put the disc copy more expensive, obviously, because mm-hmm. people people still have people still want to go buy actual games that like EB games or something like that. When naturally everybody has digital games now, it's easier to it's easier to have a digital game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it less space and <laughs> it just it, it looks it just looks sleeker on your on your system. So, but yeah, it's also like less hardware for them to have to yeah. put in. So obviously, it would cost yeah. less. But you know what's crazy? The Stop. resale value is everyone wants the disc tray one. Like the disc tray, digital. yeah. Nobody wants the digital version because there's no resale value. Every game you buy, you technically have to own it because it's your account. You can't give it to someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So the the one with the disc has a lot of resale value because you can sell it if you don't like it. You can give it to someone else and you can sell your games if you didn't like it. Right? And this yeah. guy, the guy from the big short, he said, yo, if these guys still have disc trays, these guys aren't going bankrupt because they need places to buy the games, right? There's only like Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, right? That's it, yeah. And these guys don't do the volume like GameStop did. Remember those, those late nights Call of Duty when it was midnight mm-hmm. releases? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never right? forget. And MW2 releases, people were lining up on the streets, man. That was, that was like, or like, uh, was it Halo Reach? Halo was, Reach, Halo yeah. 4. It, yeah, dude, these were big releases. It was like sneakers, man. People were lining up outside these stores to get them. That's right. Dude, Yo, Animal, I just remember. Animal Crossing. Remember when that came out mm-hmm. with, the, with the switches and stuff? Yeah, man. It's still <laughs> dying because a lot of guys can get them digitally and don't have to wait outside for a couple hours. But oh, yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people want to own the physical copy. So there's another guy named DFV. This guy is going to be super important, right? DFV. It stands for deep fucking value. Oh, right? wow. Okay. <laughs> he did. He wrote like a 20 page like Reddit post on why GameStop won't do uh, go bankrupt. And he wrote it like in financial, like a financial report. Yeah. Right. And this guy, he said, nah, I'm going to buy 50,000 shares at $4 and like average it out. Right. So he owns 50,000 shares in $14 cost per average. So this guy owned 1% of the company of how much shares he owned. Right. And this guy doubled down. And and this is the crazy part. So the math was all right. And he had so many different calls and stuff. He had $53,000 and he YOLO'd all of it. Right. And here's the next crazy part. So when people short the stock, right, they have to technically borrow a stock, right? You so, but here's the thing: the stock shortage percentage was higher than the stocks existed. Uh huh. So it was like 120 percent or 200 percent. That means the people who are shorting the stocks are shorting, they're selling something that they don't technically own. Own, yeah. So you, 
in effect, they have to buy back the stock at any price they want because they have to technically return it to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And the people on Reddit saw that and said, hey, yo, let's all work together and said, hey, yo, if we hold the stocks and we don't sell, they have to pay us whatever we want, right? And yeah. That's what the holding the stocks means and such yeah, and such. Yeah, holding the line. Okay. So the stock jumped 50%, right? The shorters were like, oh, man, this is not going to go under 20. It kept jumping. And they're like, oh, man, I got to start I got to start buying some stocks, right? And when you buy, the shorters buy stocks, the price goes even higher. Yeah. Because people are buying back in, buying back in to, to cover their positions, to cover their losses. So that's why you saw that huge jump to 400 because all these guys and the hype, the, the news was happening. Yeah. So the hype was going there. And people were like, and this hedge funds were like, we're bleeding money. The higher the price goes, right, the higher we have to pay because it's super far from 20. And mm-hmm. for any shorter, the, the loss is infinite because you're, when you bet against the stock, there's the lowest it can ever go is zero. So the profit yeah. is whatever the stock is to zero, right? But the, the, the downside is the stock can go from anywhere from zero to 99,000, a million, infinite. Yeah. So technically, these guys are doing high risk, low reward type of deal. Okay, I get it. So that's why the stock was jumping because these guys kept betting against the stock and doubling down and doubling down saying, no, we'll go under 20 and we'll go under 20. And the longer these guys hold and had diamond hands, the longer they, they have to go, oh, shit, no one's, buying, no one's selling these stocks. I got, I got to get some because I have to return these to somebody else, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll offer you whatever you want. And that's why the price went super high because everyone joined the hype too. So there was less shares available. Mm-hmm. And it went up to 400. And then the market makers were like, all right, all right, all right. These guys are a billion dollar company. You know, the government, they're like, oh, we got to watch out for our guys. So they just shut down everything. They shut down trading on Robinhood. Yeah, that's so that was that would have been my next question. So like the so the biggest thing to come out of that was I think it was I think the day after it it, it went over 300 something, yeah. Robinhood stopped uh, you from being allowed to buy shares mm-hmm. of GME, mm-hmm. which sounds super illegal. <laughs> It's it's not legal because they always say no. We had some liquidity issues. We have a, like a glitch. We have like problems, right? When in fact, like we don't know for what his effect. He the CEO came out and says, "Hey, we're having problems like this and that." But most people go, "That's a little fishy." You get it, it. Is. and and the the big hedge fund Citadel and Melvin Capital, so they're all like connected. Yeah. The ones that are shorting against the stock like more than they existed. They um, what's it called? Are supportive of Robinhood, so they pay Robinhood's like like for funding and like app development and such and such. Right. Yeah. And that's why they stopped the shares. They were like, yo, I'm, I'm like, we got to stop it because we're going to lose money. We're going to bleed money. And bear people were upset. Tons of people were upset saying, yo, you can't do that. You can't like, it's a free market with the, this is America and yeah. we can't invest. Cause that's going to blow up on Twitter. Cause like, I remember hearing about this. Cause I only, I caught wind of GME super late. Just because I'm very active on Twitter, I was I would never have bought into it anyways. It just seems like something too risky for me. Because even if I bought in and at, say it was at eighty bucks when I heard of it, and I could I could have bought in, it would have gone up to four hundred, like fifteen, whatever the peak was, and I could have sold high, which would have been super, you know, against whatever WSB was trying to do. But I could have done it. It was too risky for me. But then when I saw it went down on Robinhood, I was like, yeah, there's no way in hell I'll ever buy into this. This this feels too risky for me. All right. And it's all fun and games. It's like in real life, you know, when you when you lose, they don't want to lose. So they're going to manipulate every rule there is. They're going to do this and that to just stop themselves, right? Because they know the politicians. So a lot of politicians were... So this is the only time I ever seen on Twitter, AOC, 
right? And Ted Cruz agree on one thing. They're like, yo, this is a free market. This is America. Yeah. Robinhood should be banned, right? Robinhood should not let like, uh, what's it called? People stop from investing into the free market. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. If we got you'll, like, you'll never see AOC and Ted Cruz ever agree on something ever again. It's That's crazy. True. Even Taylor, if you look at the Twitter feed, I think uh, Ted Cruz is like, yeah, we agree. Uh, and he's like, we want to meet together and do things together. Right. AOC's like, nah, not with you still. <laughs> oh, wow. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we agree on this. We got to slow your roll, fam. Yeah. And it was crazy because uh, the craziest part was celebrities were in it. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, Mark Actually, Cuban. The other day, uh, Elon Musk uh, was on Clubhouse, you know, the app Clubhouse. Yep. Yeah. And they're having a conversation just about whatever. It was a guest talk with Elon Musk. And towards the end of the Clubhouse call, because uh, the, the I think it was the CEO of Robinhood was there. Yeah. So they put and him he up. Called on, him out. Yeah. He called him out. He's like, hey, what was going on there? And the guy dodged the question so hard. I, he was sweating bullets. I wanted to hear that answer so bad, but now nah, he he dodged that question like he knew it was coming, right? Like, yeah. Elon Musk doesn't care. Yeah. But yeah, I know he, he him too. Like he's one of those guys where he says anything, it influences the market. Because even with GME, I'm not sure if he spoke up about GME. He did. But I I think it, I remember him tweeting about something related to it, and that caused a small spike after it was going down. But even G- game that, stonks. He said game yeah, stonks. Yeah. He tweeted right. game stonks, which is a tw- which is again a meme. Yeah. the whole stonks thing and but, that alone caused a surge again of people buying exactly elon is actually hates shorters because they always thought tesla was going to go bankrupt yeah right so he hates shorters to the like as much as anyone else but the crazy part is i saw cnbc and when they said they canceled robin hood you know who they had to first get to dis- discuss this series they're like yo robin hood's canceled you know who can make sense of all this ja rule ja rule <laughs> Yo, there's no are you serious where is ja? where's jaw oh so they had jaw rule come up on the, the business network in america cnbc to talk about robin hood oh you have, like, to, you have to cue the dave Chappelle joke right there ain't no one care about what jaw rule thinks at a time like this yeah. hey, man I, I don't want to dance <laughs> I, need, I need to understand this oh that's the best part <laughs> Where is Jaw? Where is Jaw? Damn. So they really had Jaw Rule on the business network talking about Robin Hood. Yeah. And he was just like, said the usual, you know, this is bad, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like he invested a little bit and he was talking about how this is wrong. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. Why? Who's getting Jaw Rule's number? Does he, does he have to speak on everything? And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So ain't no way. See, this is why people think America is a joke, man. They really had Ja Rule, who hasn't been relevant in the music industry for quite some time now. The last time he was was Firefest. We all knew how that went. Yeah. And and he out here talking about the stock market on Business Network. I don't know who they could have brought anybody. anybody. But they were like, oh my. And that was the craziest part. So after that, after that Ja Rule incident. Uh, what's it called? My man DFE. So this guy DFE, mm-hmm. he made two. He made fifty three k. His fifty three k of initial investment made up yeah. two two hundred million. He made two hundred million. Right? He didn't cash out. He you didn't cash why? out though. Yeah. Because he has diamond hands. Right? <laughs> yeah. And this guy only believed in the company from the beginning. So he's like, I'll never cash out. This guy's not going to cash out when it's high. And this people say the squeeze isn't over, right? Because with Robinhood restricting trading, it just sh- straight dipped down. But the numbers show that. Um, the hedge funds still 
owe more, uh, what's it called owe a lot of shorts, right? They still have oh, to definitely. buy back shorts, right? Because the stock value right now is, like you said, it was in its 30s, right? It was, it was at it was 50s now. 50s, there you go. Dropped from 300 to 50, but the shorts doubled down, right? I'll tell you a little personal story, right? So I, when you put in your money and you see all that money grow and you go, whoa, it hits two digits, three digits, four digits, five digits. And then you're like, ooh, should I pull out? Should I pull out? Nah, all in. And they just double down thinking that the shit will go higher and higher, right? And at the end of the day, you'll be left holding the bag because you don't know how high, like you don't know the future and you don't know if this is the peak. That's totally fair, man. See, that's what, that's another thing because I'm not much of a gambler myself. You know me. I never really was into that. I only got into stocks, I want to say, within the last two years. It probably was actually because of you because of conversations we had. But I'm like, even then, like my portfolio isn't worth jack at all like I, it is nice to watch it grow but i'm also not the kind of person putting like thousands and thousands of dollars in so oh but God. i'm also the kind of person who if i see it go up i would probably pull out which is why like i don't know what i could do wait someone said my mic is going hella deep right now is my voice deep you sound like you sound like you're in a <laughs> <laughs> like I, I swallowed some of that this, some kind of weird gas for one second. Like this dude sound like a Marvel villain out here, bro. It's well, either way, while I'm still in deep voice mode, um, I, this is why I wish that I kind of got in on Tesla early, but at the same time, I wouldn't be able to stick with it because I would be scared. I'd pull out when it was worth like I don't know four hundred dollars, and then I'd be taking a fat L right now. But here, I'll I'll, I'll reset my mic while you guys keep on going. Uh, Sebastian, I have a question. Yeah. So. Obviously, whatever whatever people read on on Reddit or whatever um uh your whatever you whatever you say is obviously not professional advice, mm-hmm. right? People people shouldn't be going onto there and being like, oh, okay, well, since people said it on Reddit that I'm uh I should do this and this, then I'm gonna put all my money into this. But for someone who doesn't know anything about stocks, for for someone who's just who's new to this, what are what are the first steps into kind of investing? with in in your opinion but obviously that's not being like professional advice like like uh, general like what, rules what did you do to get into it and in, get into this all right yeah general rules of advice is uh always uh, investing it should be like a completely safe endeavor right you should never invest more than you need never leverage in a sense never borrow to invest right invest what you have and if you're willing to lose it and the, principle, the simple idea is, you guys ever heard of the um, the story of the chessboard and the, and the grain of rice? Never. Heard no. Of that <laughs> no, no, never, okay. never. So there's a story, I think it was in India or like in, in, the, in like England. A jester impressed the king and he was like, yo, the king was like, you can have whatever you want. And the jester pulled out his chessboard and he said, just give me one grain of rice on the first day and the next day, just double that. So give me two and the next day, four and the next day, eight. And this and that, right? And at the end of the uh, chessboard at 64, that's over like a billion, like trillion, trillion grains of rice. He literally owned the kingdom at the end. And the king didn't, uh, the king agreed to it. And he realized the power of compound interest. Mm-hmm. Compound mm-hmm. interest, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? So compound growth is, it's not growing one, it's not growing one or $2, right? It's doubling. Doubling. It's growing. Yeah. So what you want to invest into is the simple idea is just invest in the S&P 500 which is the amalgamation of the top 500 companies uh, in America. And these guys have been solid for the last, like since the great depression, like 10% year over year growth. So as long as you, you know what to do, it's just investing, it should be a simple concept. A lot of people think 
you got to like put in your money in risky companies or you got to put in a lot of money. You really don't like your $1 can turn into $2, mm -hmm. right? Can turn into like $4 to turn into $8 just by waiting. And here's the best part. You got to constantly keep doing it. You got to keep putting in money, right? Because <laughs> people who it's something called dollar cost averaging, right? If you put in all your money at when it's high, when it goes low, you, you sell at like you literally bought high and you sold low. Yeah, you're losing right? your money there. You're losing your money. What was that? And paper hands? No, it's not paper hands if you don't sell, right? So you, oh, here's another Wall Street <laughs> bets uh, saying: if you don't sell, you didn't technically lose anything. Oh, I've seen so many people say that. I mean, I guess it's true, but you're potentially in a lot of debt. <laughs> potentially, have, unless the, I mean, unless the company somehow rebounds. That's the thing. So when you when you bought high, you have to wait till it goes high again, right? Yeah. So here's the thing about stocks is if dollar cost averaging is every time you put in $10 every month or $100 every month, it averages to the normal price. So if you bought high and you kept putting in, right, if it starts dipping lower and lower, you realize your cost per share goes lower and lower, right? And then yeah. once it bounces back, you actually made a profit. Yeah, that's true. And here's another concept is invest <laughs> in things you know, right? If you can't really understand how, how that business model works and mm -hmm. you, you don't understand any of that, put your money away if it smells like a scam it looks like a scam it's probably it's a probably scam. a scam yeah right yeah man. don't be out here investing in like in like indigo and and and, and, <laughs> and, and, and books in canada you don't even know you don't even read a book or nothing <laughs> well see that's another problem too though because some some people who might like books in their world they might see that it's making a resurgence people want books again so they're gonna yeah. they might buy into indigo who knows if that's it you, if you're early to the chase you saw it before everyone else kudos yeah. to you you can actually make a profit but it's also a risk if you don't have the wide scope of how the world actually works because wherever you might be look it looks like it's booming but if yeah. you don't look at the grand scheme of things right like uh what's a good example of this like if people buying into i don't know like say for some reason a new oil company sprung up out of nowhere probably wouldn't happen nowadays but who knows and they decided to buy into that would it be a good idea maybe temporarily but with everything going towards renewables and it being a new company in already mature you know i don't know industry it would be a terrible investment but just because you have a narrow scope of how it works you might think oh it's a great idea oil's always been good i'll buy it terrible idea right you need to actually look at the news and have a grand scheme of things and look at you know what could kill that stock or what could kill that company because then you wouldn't want to buy into it at all yeah, of course, of course. And here's another thing. If you see, like, there's no such thing as quick, easy money, right? There's no such thing as, yo, I got double my income in like one week. Yo, join my Forex course. Yo, I'll teach you everything you need to know. There's going to be a lot right. of salty people after that one. Or, or the, my favorite one is, yo, join my loom. Join yo, hop, every... hop my loom. Hop my loom. <laughs> wow, that's a throwback. <laughs> you won't get that one. Yeah, there's no such thing as that. If he's telling you to join in, 95% of the time, he just wants you to buy in so that the stock goes higher and then he takes out his thing and you're left holding the bag again. Yeah, that's right? exactly it. And that's uh, another thing about investing. So back to Wall Street bets and GME, the guy DFE is a 200 millionaire. But you know what the next thing they did is they put him on court order. Like this guy's going to like the because he's market manipulator because he wrote this 20 page essay on why GameStops should go higher and how there's good value in it. Right. Yeah. And you know what the, the government said, the SEC, like, all right, we got to put this guy on watch because this guy influenced the market to create a crash. So this guy, you know, this one guy, his name is Roaring Kittens on YouTube, single handedly tried to crash the, the whole the market. But he allegedly didn't do any of that. He allegedly just wrote 
uh, an essay on why this stock will go up and why he believes in it. And the government is trying to put this on him saying, hey, he manipulated the prices. He made the prices exorbitantly high and you, and you try to force a squeeze. And I'm like, oh, man, that's heavy. That's, that's super heavy. Obviously, there's no way. I don't think they're like, I mean, unless he has a terrible lawyer, I don't think they could possibly pin him on that. Because, I mean, if you put up an opinion piece, that's all it is. If people decide to believe it, that's on them. You know, There's a huge debate going on between hedge funds because hedge funds do the same thing, but behind closed doors. Yeah. Right. But they never get in trouble because they're the ones paying the politicians. They're the ones running things. Right. So like it takes a lot of people say it takes more courage to post it in the open and say, because a lot of terrible ideas on, on Wall Street bets. Like, oh, brutal. Like, like, yo, women's pant- women's pantyhose lining are going to go sky high, brother. Uh, you'll buy in. And a lot of guys go, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> people just get the Internet's also full of trolls. It's a double edged sword. Like someone could just say something if you're an idiot and fall for it you know that's your fault you're not doing your research not do your due diligence yeah that's it you got to do your due diligence so this guy it's it's it's, it's crazy time if you guys are still thinking about gme a lot of the numbers show that uh the squeeze is still on because it's not fully squeezed out right because the short interest has to be matching uh the like a little bit lower it should be a lot lower than the available shares yeah right because that means technically if the short interest is higher than all the available shares they have to buy every share which is physically impossible so you, there's a lot of math going around. A lot of things, uh, hedge funds are trying to delay it. They're trying to do these market manipulation techniques and short ladder techniques to lower the price down so they can exit out or they're doubling down. We don't know. The saga continues. But if you ever go to Wall Street Bets, here's a little, um, a little another quiz, right? You know what they call themselves there? All when right. you say it's going to get me, I'll be like, oh, it's, based, it's based off a movie with Caesar. Okay, with Caesar? Never mind. I don't, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> you ever watch Planet of the Apes? Planet of the Apes. Oh, didn't you? You better stop, bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you ever watch? You ever watch Planet of the Apes? You know why they call wait, it? Wait, the wait, wait. Are we talking? Are we talking like original, like like um um uh, with Charleston uh, Heston? Charles, <laughs> yeah, Charleston Heston, like Planet of the Apes, or are we talking new Planet of the Apes? What? Either or, because they say I, I would assume the new one. No, nah, it's actually it's a new one because it's the rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then when we win, <laughs> it's the actual Planet it's, of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. The, oh my gosh. <laughs> so they call each other apes, right? Yeah, because the idea is that um, in the in the first movie, they sign language together. Right. Caesar holds a stick and he breaks it. Right. And he says, ape alone, weak. Right. And then he yeah. brings a bunch of sticks and he goes, ape together, strong. strong. Yeah. Yo, I bet I can break them sticks all together, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, he's all about us. We, 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 we need to break <laughs> sticks, man. We need to break these sticks. And they would just hold it. And that's why they were like, yo, you got to have that gorilla grip, man. You got to hold on to those socks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, they, they call each other apes, brother. And and the best part is because the media portrays Wall Street bets as like, these guys are market manipulators. They're super geniuses. They know when to find the money and such and such, right? Because some of these guys paint them as like, oh, they, they're trying to cheat the system, right? They go, yeah. no, we apes. We ha- gorilla grip. Ape together, diamond hands, and that's all they say on Reddit. Diamond hands, gorilla, gorilla grip tape. And yeah, <laughs> I don't read very well. To the moon, to oh the moon. God. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on Reddit right now on the Wall Street bets. If you look at it like a 20 page due diligence of a guy who's saying, "Yo, Blackberry is in the future," blah blah blah, right? And he writes all in words. At the bottom, you'll see some guy who goes, "Where's the emojis? I can't read so good." And then he goes, "Oh, sorry, rocket emoji, moon, diamond hands, cash money." Right? And he goes, "Ah, okay, uh, I got I you." Get it. <laughs> How is this place even real? 
it just got hyped up. It, you know, it's funny. The hedge fund guys have been like, so I've been in Wall Street bets for a long time. And it, it, the last couple weeks has been a little fishy. A lot of a lot of fishy pace, like a lot of people are trying to spread fear and doubt and saying, hey, you know what? You guys should sell. I'm like, all right, narc. All right. I was about to say that. <laughs> that would be something like a narc. You have some uh, hedge fund guys sitting up on their computers paying like their kids to go on uh, Wall Street bets. Yeah, so a lot of people with new accounts are just saying, you know, I should have, you guys should have sold at 420. That's what I did, All right? I'm like, what? Wow, it's it's crazy. If you go to Wall Street Bets now, it's it's a lot of bots running it. A lot of people who have like talking uh, positive about the hedge fund. So it's a little fishy place now because it's anybody can join, right? Yeah, it's an open forum. It's Reddit. It's an open forum. So a lot of these Wall Street betters have been like migrating away, away because they're like, this is not the original Wall Street Bets that we talked about. I mean, that's what happens when things blow up in mainstream media and people need their money back, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. What other questions you guys have? I've been Man, chatting that's, for that, that, right, that, Hey, that, that's stock talk right there. That's, that's, that, that's, the, that's the name of the podcast right there. That's stock talk. Stock talk. Stock talk. Um, as we, I, I, I want to I switch topics now. I wanna, so so we, got, we got all of that out of the way. So all you, all you eager friends who wanted to know all about that investing in stocks, there was Sebastian. You better follow follow Sebastian and his links, and yeah, you can ask him questions about that uh, for for your own time. But I want to talk about what's happening this week. I want to talk about Super Bowl. Super Bowl is done. Oh, there Super we Bowl go. happened. Here we go. We got we got we got a, we got a winner. And last week last week's episode, me and me Jesse were talking about uh, um, about goats. And is after this game, is Tom Brady just that goaded? Like it's done. Like there's no question. And I, I, it's done. I think it's done. You can't. There's, it, it, that's it. I, in my opinion, I don't think there's there's any question. The even if he, even if he, if he decides, well, he he is deciding to play again for what do you say? Another three more seasons, two, three more seasons. He says he, he's saying that, but I think it's going to be no more than two. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, either way, even if he makes it to the Super Bowl, wins again, it doesn't even matter because I think this is this is the one that like will shut the haters up. But you guys know more football. What do you guys think? Here, you, you well, you know, I agree with this. I mean, Sebastian were actually just talking before we started pressing record, but I agree that I see. So, here's the point Sebastian made not to like see those thunder there, but it's that how do you measure what makes the greatest athlete? Because I haven't talked to him in a while, and then the first person he said, who like when I said that Tom Brady is a goat, kind of caught me off guard, and I'm like, that's a good point. So, Sebastian, I'm hand it off to you, man. So- when, you, when I say greatest athlete, who you think of? Uh, you always got to think of like athletic. When someone says greatest athlete, you always say like Bo Jackson. I always think of Bo Jackson, right? This guy ran like the 40-yard dash in like five seconds. This guy could throw an outfield ball like from all the way from the edge of the outfield to home plate, right? What This guy can't do any Like can do everything, right? Ra- Super raw strong. Athleticism. Yeah. Raw athleticism. Stiff arm you and still run, uh, run over you. And like mm-hmm. he bodied up Brian Bosworth. <laughs> I think right? to this so, day he's the only person who played an NFL game and then went to go play in a in a major league baseball game in the same day. No, that's Dion. That's, oh, that's Dion. Time. Okay, never mind. I forgot about that. Well, see, there, there, there you go. Like, because then you have to put someone like Dion in that conversation, right? Yeah, he's but even Dion, Dion Sanders would agree that Bo Jackson's is a freak of nature. Then uh, he was a freak uh, of nature. Like Bo Jackson could have went to the Olympic trials <laughs> for like all the decathlon events, like shot put, uh, track and field, high jump, everything. Right. Yeah. And that's like prime athlete right there. I, like, but we're talking about like, like the greatest champions, 
the greatest. We're talking about accolades. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about championships. Like the, that's what a goat means, right? Greatest mm-hmm. athlete is different than of the goat, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of really good athletes out there who haven't won nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like so. Michael Phelps, right? Michael Phelps is is pretty athletic in the in the swimming, right? But he has great accolades, right? But Tom Brady, what he did his legacy wise, greatest football player of all time, like greatest quarterback, he's literally cemented the whole decade. Yeah, like I know people like to like because like I used to hate Tom Brady. At this point, I just can't deny he's an amazing football player. Like people hate him because of his politics, whatever that is. People hate him <laughs> because he was a patriot for all this time, and everyone kind of like it's kind of like when the Golden State Warriors were like the team. You know, so you kind of just get tired of being like, "Oh, it's Golden State, it's oh, it's Steph Curry doing his mm-hmm. thing." But you have to understand, like you play 16 games in a season, you go to the playoffs, and it's loser is out, it's one and done. If you play in the NFL for what was it, 20 years? How yeah. how long has he been? 20 years. 20 years. You make it to the Super Bowl 10 times. That's 50% of your career. You're playing in a championship game. And on top of that, you win seven of them. With your latest mm-hmm. being on a team you just joined, new coach, new system, new players. Seven and eight record? Yeah. Also, keep in mind, you keep in mind, it's it, football is not, well, the finals is also not um, not a game of seven. It's just one game to decide. That is true. But if you want to talk about numbers and consistency, if you could do the season after season, we're also not to mention the fact that, yeah, he made it to the <laughs> Super Bowl 10 times, but he made it to the playoffs almost every other time. There might have only been, what, four or five seasons he never made it to the and playoffs? He was, he was playing against not like plumbers. He was playing against like the best. Yeah. Right? Eli, Peyton, what's it called? Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. On Drew Brees right now. Like, he literally just came to the whole new division and beat two of, two, well, two future Hall of Famers in Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Yeah, back to back at the age of 42. <laughs> like, it just doesn't still make do it. Any he can sense. still do it. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like the way I see it is like when people talk about LeBron, where like it's a it's a much like bathing fat basketball. You can consider it a faster paced game for like many, many minutes you play. And LeBron's doing it at, at a relatively old age or pretty old age, considering it's, you know, that high a high pace of a sport. You know, so like people, the way he talk about his greatness in his career extends because he's playing at this level at his age. I think the same thing translates to Tom Brady. You know, I I, if, I feel like if you deny, it, you can't. I personally say he's number one, but a lot of people are like, well, how about Serena? How about Simone Biles? Because that's another we forgot about last time we talked about this. Because like she's a gymnast and she's a child, but like for also like if you think about gym gymnastics, you start very young and you end very young. But she's like Michael Phelps level. She dominated her sport. No one was touching her. She won, I think, was it 25 mm-hmm. medals or something like that? This is Olympics, World Championships. You name it, she got it. Mm-hmm. That's another one. So uh, You know what I always like to do? I always like to see, yo, if you, if you have a move named after you and like you, you do like you invent a new thing, that's also like when you get cemented as a go. Like if you dominate like your three. sick move. I think she has three named after her, something like that. I saw a stat that was insane just now on, on like uh, on Twitter, Instagram. So people are pretty pissed about people calling Tom Brady the goat right now, and I'm just like, it, but like, like you said, it's apples to oranges, man. It's so hard to compare an individual sport to a team sport. One of our buddies on, on another podcast, uh, well, two of them, they were they were talking about how in women's tennis because we're arguing about uh, Serena Williams being top five in my head. She's number three. I put Tom Brady, number one, Tiger Woods, number two, Serena's number three. They were like, you can't put her in the top five because there's no competition in women's tennis. And I'm like, well, 
I don't know, because I mean, I started naming people off, and then they're like, okay, no, pff, done. Maybe her sister, yeah, sure, but she done beat out her sister too. Maria, she got caught cheating, and honestly, I have to agree. Like, I can't really name another female tennis player who was as dominant. But then they're like, it's because there's no competition in women's sport. Where I'm like, okay, well, you still dominated, but just because your competition isn't up to par doesn't make you any less great, you know? That's totally it, man. I, mean, I, I would I yeah. hope the Tiger Woods higher though. I, you would put him at number one. I honestly, I wanted to put him at number one, but after Tom Brady, what I just saw during that Super Bowl, man, I don't know. Because Tiger Woods is another one where no one really knows about golf, especially black people, considering it's funny because Tiger Woods is a black dude. But in a sport where now that I've played it a few times and I understand how insanely difficult and knowledgeable you need to have, like, to be to play and be successful at golf, and for to kill it as long as he did from such a young age too carried on so he won his last he won the masters what a year ago two years ago mm-hmm. like that that is an incredible run it's also not over but that is domination like he's like you said he won the grand slam in one year like they in golf that's tig- unheard of the tiger they slam the tiger slam yeah i think they did him dirty in the documentary i haven't seen it yet but a lot of people are pissed about it so i want to go and see it and then talk about it again but so like in tennis like there's just there's majors like everywhere like you could you could easily win i mean all four in one year which serena did what 23 times <laughs> like which is a lot a lot yeah yeah she has 23 grand slams or something like that which is just like whoa uh but like yeah i don't know see that's another thing that people compared to tom brady it's like if you win one championship a year compared to someone who's won four major titles in one year how do you compare that you know well i want i want to go off what you're saying about like um Serena being or like no there's no there there's no competition in women's sports especially in in tennis because she's so dominant oh no well, I'm not saying there's no competition in women's sport I'm just saying that no. the argument they made was it was yeah a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also want to I also want to say like well you can also say the same thing about um old old days in basketball Bill Russell Kareem Abdul-Jabbar these guys are these guys are playing against white dudes that don't even know how to shoot <laughs> right <laughs> but they're considered goaded but then you, you know, can also say you can also say, well, at that time there 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 wasn't any any guys dominating in that sport at that time. Well, that's the argument well, people make to say that these people yeah. aren't the greatest. Yeah, yeah but the only argument I think they have. If you play against eight teams, like Bill Russell did, right? You winning is you're winning pretty pretty. You're winning a lot, right? You, yeah. You only playing the same eight teams over and over again. Dudes, they do crossovers. They span around like with a crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can say the same about hockey, right? The only reason why yeah. Montreal won so many Stanley Cups because they only played against seven other people or teams, yeah. I should say. That's it, right? That's why they have so many championships, right? Yeah, like the smaller the pool, I mean, the better your odds are. That's just how it works. I don't understand what's the hate. That this is what this what this what I want to get to. I don't understand the hate at um at 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 the people we say are goaded. Right, the people we put on the pedestal, like <laughs> Serena, like LeBron, like Tom Brady. I don't know why people hate it. I, in my opinion, I love that we are in a generation of the greats, because I would have loved to live in the time when when Jordan was when Jordan was playing in the nineties. I would love to to see Mike Tyson box Ooh. in in his prime. Come That's on, another one. Then you have to consider the boxers, which is even harder to consider who's the greatest because exactly you have good you got... records. Then you have undefeated. Mm-hmm. Then you have mm-hmm. people who's fought mm-hmm. hundreds of times. Yeah, they might have lost 15 fights, but they won 200. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. It also gets mad racial if you talk about boxing because mad Italian guys will be like, yo, Rocky Marciano, great yeah, Rocky Marciano. Rocky, like, Rocky Marciano was a, was, a, was a bad dude, man. People forget about Rocky Marciano because he's a little white dude. But, yo, that guy could fight. Like, was he undefeated as well? Undefeated. Like, yeah. 60, 60 wins. And, like, this guy had a granite chin, knocked out everybody, like, high yeah. knockout rate. Like he's, he's someone I only heard about when I was in high school. Because like, I mean, you, you you grow up, you heard about your Frasers, you heard about your Ollies, your Tysons. Yeah. But as soon as you heard Marciano, you're like, who? Like, who the heck is Marciano? And, and definitely <laughs> Google him. Just Google yeah. him. It's like, who the heck is like, Marciano? You, you'll, you'll be shocked at what you see. <laughs> you'll be like, yo, why doesn't no one talk about this guy? It's because yeah. in boxing, no one cares about little white dudes. That's just how it is. And, and, we talk about, and we talk about head damage. And we talk about concussions and stuff like that. You get that in boxing way, way more than you can get that in, in, in football, right? So like yeah. the 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 longevity that <laughs> that that football players have compared to like uh, to like boxers and and so like yeah I, I just don't understand like the that hate like I just love that that we have the opportunity to be in a time where Tom Brady is is winning Super Bowls and he's getting these rings no, no matter no matter how much like 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 um uh how how um uh high high tier he he is in 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 playing his sport like he's doing it like he's like you just bear witness to to greatness that's exactly it like you have to just admit when you see it you know Mm -hmm. like if like what you said about those stocks man if 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 it looks dirty smells dirty it's probably dirty like yo this guy's winning everything he's probably because he's the goat yeah you know it's funny it's also when your rival teams give you respect that's when you know this guy's the GOAT, right? Yeah. And this guy every year, and he, he knocked you guys out of playoffs every year, and you get upset. And then you go, but at the end of the day, when he retires, you go, this guy was the GOAT. Right? Yeah. No, of course, you, everyone's going to admit it when you're retired, you know, but that's exactly it. Like, is it, once you put your ego aside and realize, it's like, hey, like, if, who, who am I putting up there as the greatest? You, you can't not say Tom Brady. So here's my another question I have, right? When should athletes retire? Like, when you're on top? Or do you want to fade out and just be like washed, mad washed, and just getting bodied by like scrubs like like Jordan in the Wizard years? And you go, oh, why? <laughs> I was gonna say Jordan in the like, Wizard it, years. It, just, it hurts. It hurts to see, but I feel like you can't go out on top because then all you're gonna be talking about for the rest of your life is like, oh, if I stayed one more year, if I stayed two more years, this, this, that, that. Then you're gonna be defending your legacy. Once you let yourself fade out like a natural athlete does. Everyone understands. Okay, you're out of your prime now. Like, if 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 I'm if I'm signed to a team, it's because I'm selling jerseys. But you, what's nothing wrong with that? Like, it's where it's where you put aside your ego. You know, what I, mean? I think you should fade out. I don't think you should go out on top. In yeah, most, I I I, in most I sports. agree. As well. Some sports you can't like boxing. Go out on top for sure. <laughs> I I agree as well. Like, I feel like um, I f- I feel like you should you should start you, sh- you should retire when you feel okay. I've done everything that I've set out to do. Like you've listed like your goals in that certain sport and you say, I want to win this championship. I want to get the MVP. I want to get like, um, I want to get like defensive player of the, I want to get like all these athletes. And if you get those done, then you say, all right, well, I did it. Or yeah, when you have to prove, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or when your body just says, no, <laughs> when your body <laughs> just says, nah, dude, I give up. Like it's done. <laughs> that's when you, that's when you fade out. Right. Like yeah. we, we, when we think like Mike Tyson, like obviously we we think oh cr- like knockout power um the uh, um uh, meanest man on the planet 
but you know but you also people also forget that like in his in his later years when he was when he was going to retire he got knocked out oh, a, lot. Got a lot like he got messed up <laughs> so but no one remembers that right because people think like oh he he was like iron mike like he was sick like he was strong and he's goaded well mm-hmm. well i mean but at the time you know when it was still currently happening it was kind of just like yo just retire i mean that's yeah. like us right no, now no no the fighting sports is a different story because these guys have mad egos because they go mad when ego. you get when mm-hmm. you get out on top and you see a new up-and-cover come in and you go you want to ah, come I, back in you go i could beat that guy yeah yeah but then you get anderson silva yeah you get anderson silva yeah oh yeah where we're, you got kids beating you to pulp and crying after because it's just like i just beat up my role model when i was a kid you know what i mean yeah, you just gotta know when to hold those gloves up, and you say, "Hey, man, these." But you know who I give mad respects to? Who? My man George Foreman. George Foreman. George. Foreman. Didn't he win? Did he become world champion? Like he's the oldest world champion in boxing or whatever. You guys want to hear his life story? So this is George Foreman, right? This guy was the scariest boxer of all time, right? Him and Mike Tyson had like knockout power, and this guy didn't block punches, bro. This guy he took punches to the face. No, he ate those, yeah. Oh man, he ate those off the grill too. Like, yeah, <laughs> off the, literally off, off the Foreman grill. Foreman he grills. ate it off his Foreman grills. <laughs> so he, like when he was first starting, like he was winning all the fights, right? He beat George Fra- Joe Frazier. He knocked out everybody. Like he had like almost a 90% like knockout rate. A lot of guys couldn't last the third round or first round, right? So he was creaming guys. And then he had to fight old Ali, right? And everyone thought, oh, it's three to one odds. Like Ali will lose. Ali will lose, right? George Foreman's a monster. This guy knocked out Joe Frazier and he like he was bumbling like a bumbling idiot after, right? He just one punched him. Yeah. Right. So when Ali like used his brain and did the rope a dope technique and just outlasted Joe, I mean George. This guy, George Foreman was like like a broken as a man. He retired from boxing. Yeah. Mm. He down near ended his career. Yeah. He was yeah. like, yo, I'm out. Like a man took my soul. I beat I, I beat this man to a pulp, and this this guy didn't give up. Mm. That's why you have Ali. Uh, that's why you people have Ali saying is he's the greatest athlete of all time. That's that's more yeah, fuel to that. But it's yeah, and it's like and you like people people put Ali and like Tyson up there. Like oh, how about like who's who's the greatest out of them? Well, it's like you got you got to also think like Ali was Ali wasn't strong, but he was fast. Yeah, smart. He was fast and smart. So Tyson was strong and powerful. Well, I mean, like, like Tyson, Tyson admits he would have lost in his prime to Ali, though. Ali, I, well, Ali said the same thing to Tyson. Ali said, "Oh, if if me and him went to the ring, I'm scared of his power. He's too strong. He's he's scary. Yeah. He literally yeah. said that." Yeah, both, so, goes both ways. Yeah, it was, both ways. It was a fight, respect thing. They yeah. fight two different styles. One guy yeah. likes to go really close in, and one guy likes to box out. Yeah. yeah. So back to my uh, George Foreman. This George guy Foreman. retired. 20 years later, he came back and he, and he, he changed his life's perspective. He like believed in God, became a preacher, started selling these grills, having all yeah. his, <laughs> having like five kids named George Foreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George Foreman one, George Foreman two, George Foreman three. <laughs> he, was, he was like Mero, bro. He got Mero one through five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this, guy, this guy definitely got brain concussion because he named the same guys. Yeah, like he's George. just like, he's like, so oh. what do you want to name your kid? George is like, uh, after me, after me. <laughs> Yeah, no, George. Like, all right, that's an eighth. Is he still fu- like he was still functional? That so they do it like. But, but this guy could sell grills like nonsense. Like if you ever watch him on TV, this guy's not stuttering. This guy's talking oh. fast. He's really eloquent, like eloquent when he's speaking. And you go, whoa! And this guy fought like like the greats and got like he didn't block punches. And so he got he got he got in the grilled. He got foreman grilled. <laughs> Forged out of steel. Yeah. Like bro. This guy came back 40 years old, fought Evander Holyfield, almost won. 
right? This guy fought like he fought Mike Tyson era. He was from like the Ali era. He was fighting Mike Tyson guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. See, the fact that he almost beat Holyfield, the guy who whooped on Tyson twice, says a yeah. lot. At the age of what, what was he? 40? Forty. And then yeah. he became champion or like around like early forties, like 42, 44. Yeah. Right. And he beat this guy named Michael Moore. And the whole time, bro, this uh, George Foreman used his brain for once. And he's like, yo, I'm going to not like, I'm going to make all my punches super light. Right. So that he thinks he could take it. Right. And, and then I'm he not drops gonna... his guard. Yeah. And he drops his guard and he goes, yo, this is not George Foreman. This guy, the scariest puncher yeah. in the world. What do you mm-hmm. mean? And so he's bodying him. Right. And George didn't block. So he just took all these punches to the face. So around like the 12th round, it just George gave him the one, two. And the guy dropped like immediately. Flat. Yeah. And George Foreman was mad shocked, bro. This guy was 40 years old. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. That's yeah. when you have something to prove. When you, when you go against yourself just to prove that you could do it and, and you don't look washed, that's when I go, wow, this guy could be a GOAT because, yo, yeah. winning championships in two different decades. That, 20, years knew, 20 years apart. 20 years apart. That's what I was to say. The biggest gap between championships probably ever. For at least it's for a single athlete. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of any other one. So, and, and a champ in a, in a fighting sport, nonetheless, especially in a fighting sport where it's like it's really just you having to body someone else. Foreman knew he looked at it, he looked at himself in the mirror and he's just like, you know what? I can still box. Let me get back into the ring. He didn't, he didn't look in the mirror, he shined the top of his grill and looked, yeah, he shined, the, he shined the grill, he shined the grill at his grills. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready to go. Um, while while we were on topic of the Super Bowl, I just wanted to mention how did we like the halftime show what do we think of the halftime show with the weekend did we uh, watch it i mean yeah actually what's funny is i was having i was on the phone with rogers because my internet dropped for the first half of the game it came back right at that moment that's getting memed right now he's coming through that tunnel where he's like yeah it was just like Mahomes looking for looking for someone to pass to yeah but when i <laughs> but when i finally oh my goodness yeah but when i finally rewatched it it was great it was really good i do i think it could have been better absolutely but I think, I mean, what, what could have made it better? He wanted because he had a narrative that he wanted to show throughout his music, especially with his last album. And yeah. he, I think he carried that out perfectly. I'm just happy to see it happen from a you know little Scarborough kid. Yeah. No, but does that does that does that halftime performance go up there with you? No, it's, not, it's not top. Oh 10. no, no, it's not. It's no, not, no, it's not top ten. Uh, okay. All right. Is it better than the Shakira? No. Uh, Jennifer Lopez one last year. No. No. No, that's the best. Is it better so than all right? Is it better than the Justin Timberlake one? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, but Justin Timberlake is one of the worst I've ever seen. Justin Timberlake, Beyonce and Bruno Mars. No, no, that's golden. That's that has to be top. No, Beyonce no. And number Bruno. one. Number one is Prince. What number one is Prince? Michael no. Jackson at no, the at at the at the at the oh, 93, oh. 93 Super yeah. Bowl. No, nah, this is the thing. You, I watched. I rewatched some of them. I watched the Michael Jackson one. Dog, it's not as good as you think. They no. only. Uh, all they did is pay Michael Jackson in the middle and just like do you, man, right? Yeah, no literally. Quality, like he's. It like, wasn't just, a show. It was Michael Jack. It was Michael Jackson's star power. Yeah, it was literally star power, and people yeah. were fainting and going, "Oh my God, it's MJ!" Right? Did he just stand there for like? Yeah, he just st- he stood there and sang like his songs. three minutes. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, he sang. He sang his music. See, see, this is what I, this is what I don't like. The the every year every year someone's halftime show got to one up each other, someone's other halftime show. Well, I gotta yeah, have he, these lights. Yeah, I gotta I gotta do I gotta do this better. My Michael Jackson, simple, bro. Just give me a stage. I'm gonna sing my songs. Yeah, Everyone already funny. knows my fame. I know, I know my greatness. I don't gotta do this extra yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's a show, it's not a concert, bro. It's a show. You have it's to a show. make it a show. 
And you know, and he went lazy, bro. His backup dancers were doing wasn't like the same guys. They weren't really well choreographed. He was just like, yo, I'm just gonna do a couple moonwalks, couple he he's, and that's it. But didn't but didn't he didn't check. he perform didn't he perform that night anyways? Like he performed after the Super Bowl, yep. and he actually had a bigger concert that night. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. When so this the, was kind of like a this was, this, was, this was this was the precursor. It was kind of like oh, you get a little taste of Michael Jackson. And See, that, but that's where that's where he's and then go straight a, into the thing. That's where he's good as a performer because he used the Super Bowl. As his yeah, pre-show, as a, yeah, the pre- that's his pre-show. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make the best performance. Yeah, I still think it's Prince in the rain, real instruments, wearing damn high heels. Nah. and at the time, like these were the hits. Like it's Prince. It is like, Prince, but the showmanship was the Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Man, they got Bad Bunny. They got Jay Balvin yeah. out of nowhere. Like that. Like that, oh. like that was like that. Per- that's my personal favorite. It's that. Then Beyonce, Bruno Mars. I don't that's- know what I put number three. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I have, to, I have to look at more probably. Actually, maybe Michael Jackson's. But number one to me, it had to be Prince. Just the fact that he played guitar in the rain and didn't fall over and wearing those high heels. Even Beyonce almost fell on drag ground. She caught herself, though, elitely. Like, it looked mm-hmm. like it was part of the choreography. But Prince, man, is Prince. Yeah, man, you know me, Bruno is always going to be that. It's always, it's always going to be top, top one. For um for his performance for everything yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, what what was you gonna what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say on that note we should probably get out of here because yeah. we're we're coming up on I don't even know where we are. I didn't have a timer but I think we're over an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot more I wanted to want to mention, but we could talk about the next ne- on the next episode. I think you, but, what we need is actually a part two because after this I think we're gonna have more questions about stocks. So we yeah. to we're gonna we're gonna get on. Sebastian back for like a future, future uh, for yeah. a part two to see what's going on. And then we're gonna keep on going with this conversation because I also want to talk about the Super Bowl more, but we're we're just running out of time. Yeah. So hey, Sebastian, what do you where where can people find you? Where 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 what are you doing right now in life? What am I doing right now? It's uh I'm just chilling and doing my investment stuff. You can find me at my Instagram. It's it's Skage Key S K A G E K I below. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah. We'll link in the below, and also my my food channel with my girlfriend and I. It's called KNS Eats. KNS Eats. <laughs> Yo, they, be, they, they, they eat good, man. They eat they good. eat good, man. COVID is the only thing that's that's stopping them from just going back out to restaurants and stuff. That's also, you know, this guy is just eating bare like Spanish food because he's the only Korean dude on this planet who speaks Spanish like a Dominican man. Oh man, that's a that's a whole nother podcast, that's bro. The fact that podcast. Sebastian is an Asian dude with with different cultures in him, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm it's weird. Like, Sebastian could easily replace the Dosekis guy as the most interesting man on the on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily. You guys, you guys are flattering. You guys are flattering. <laughs> but you know, realistically, check it out. You can see some fantastic Asian food in Toronto, and mm-hmm. we'll try to upload more when COVID's over. Yeah. So yeah, all that's gonna be below. You're gonna find you're gonna find Jesse and our links down below too. I'm gonna add my Twitch stream because I'm now Twitch streaming. Yes. So, so yes. you can find that that down below. It's pretty sporadic, just like these Ben Lofton episodes. So, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.